need to relax, cool out, smoke a joint. Yeah. Mm. Curious aroma. Interesting blend. Interesting bullshit. That's the bomb right there. The bomb? Ah, the bomb. Hmm. A friend with weed is a friend indeed. But a friend with gold is the best, I'm told. Knock, knock. Who's there? Oh, gold who? Gold finger. <laughs> ah! And welcome to the Ancient Slumber Podcast, show number 13. Unlucky for some, unlucky for us, considering what we're covering. Yeah, hi everyone, or if you're getting this after the referendum, goodbye. We may see you again, I don't know what's happening. (laughs) But to fill us in on some more worldwide politics and what's happening in the US, here's Myron Schmidt. How you doing, Myron? Great, how are you doing, Chris? (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm okay, I'm I'm alive still. Yeah, I hear you. I nearly wasn't last week, but I am now. It's been, uh... It's been it's been one of those months, I got to tell you. It's been weird. Yes, I should apologize for the lateness of this show because it's my fault we didn't record last week um, because I stopped breathing. For a I bit. was going to say you had a hard time with breathing last week. Yes, all my allergies caught up with me and I had uh, developed a case of asthma. Lovely. Which was lovely. But uh, I'm all right now. I've got an inhaler and I'm good. Well, I'm as good as good, it gets. Good. I'm still breathing. Although I think somebody tried to finish me off with these films that we're covering today. I, I, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know, we are covering the final three films in the Leprechaun series, and then they're done. We can put them to bed and never speak of them again. Yes. <laughs> uh, and because we've got nothing else to review this week, we are going to do a special extended Good, Bad and Ugly to cover what we've been watching since we last recorded. Absolutely. Isn't that exciting? Yes, it is. It's very, very, very exciting. Yes. No, it isn't. No one cares. Just to keep you on the edge of your seat, Chris. Yeah. I have a number of found footage films to of course discuss. You have. I know you're just anxiously awaiting that. I'm dying to hear how many times you can watch someone dropping a video camera and saying, turn it off. Hey, I watched one last night where they were dropping a flashlight. No. So, yes. Oh, wow. They're progressing. It was a POV flashlight movie. <laughs> oh, God. What are they going to come up with next? I'm serious. Really? They kind of modeled it as a found footage movie, but you're supposed to be taking the perspective of a flashlight through the whole movie. (laughs) Oh, dear Lord. (laughs) Oh, fucking right. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Right. Before we do that. I didn't even make my lists. (laughs) Is it because it was so bad it didn't even make the bad bit? Oh, God. There was too much other bad stuff to talk about. Good, bad, ugly, and fucking terrible. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, dear. Right, okay. 
what did our friend from Strange and Deadly say this morning on Twitter, Mr. Clayton? 97% of the... Oh, 95% of horror is shit. It's just the 5% that's worth seeking out. Yeah, he's not Yeah, not something wrong. like that. Yeah. He's not far off. That's it. So, uh, hopefully, I would... Uh, well, say hopefully, I know it's not... I'd like to uh, say that we've got that 5% here in the films that we're going to cover, first of all. I don't think we can make that claim, Chris. I don't even think 5% of any of these films is worth fucking talking about, to be honest. I will say this. Go on, then. After having weighed everything... Mm. My opinion of one of these movies has shifted dramatically. Okay. All right. That's interesting. I, I bet I know yeah. which one it isn't. You might be surprised. <laughs> if, it, if it is that one, then you're dead to me as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, let's just see. I may be dead to Chris. I may be dead in a minute. I could die live on air. That could be fun. Chris, can you tell us how you're feeling right this minute? Oh, dejected with life. That referendum vote's taken it out of me, I'll tell you. Yeah. These, these decisions I have to make. I can't decide what to have for fucking tea, let alone what to have for the future of the country. I don't know. Anyway. I mean, it's tough. You know, it's... <laughs> it is. I am denied whether how many sugars to have in my tea earlier. That's the sort of decision-making level I'm on. Don't ask me to decide whether we're going to be better off in or out of Europe. I don't fucking know. And let's be honest, no one else fucking knows. Don't put sugar in your tea. Why? Nobody does that. I do. Oh, well, okay. I can't drink it without sugar, otherwise, what's the point? It tastes horrible. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Oh, yeah, not your American fucking shite. <laughs> proper tea, not what you have. Yeah, I keep looking for proper tea. I can't find any. Oh, well, I'll have to send you some. <laughs> I'll send you a, a box of Tetley. Or Twinings, that's quite nice. I, we can get that over here. Oh, Actually, I, have a, I, I do. I have a box of Tetley in the pantry. Oh, well, there you go, then. Okay, good. There you go. I like it nice and milky, two sugars. Thank you. Just give it to me straight and black. Are we still on about the tea? Yeah, we're still on about the tea. Boom. <laughs> we haven't moved into any Pam Greer movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a few of them coming up as well. <laughs> Not on the show. I mean, coming up to be released over here. Oh. Anyway. Right, should we start? All right, let's go. Let's go. First movie, Leprechaun in the Hood. The Hood has never seen anything like this before. Warwick Davis. Ice-T. Leprechaun in the Hood. Right then, Leprechaun in the Hood from the year 2000. Wow. Star That's right. Oh, sorry. Directed by Rob Spearer, starring Warwick Davis, Ice Motherfucking T. Oh, yes. Anthony Montgomery, Rashan Nal, Red Grant, Dan Martin, Jack Ong, and no one else I've ever heard of. Is it Coolio in this movie? Oh, he does pop up, yes. Yeah, he does. He does. There you go. Two rappers. There you go. <laughs> Directed by Rob Spira. Yes. You know, written by a lot of people, which always gives you pause. If you got to get that many people involved, is it really worth it? I'm just looking. It's got five credits on IMDb. Five people put this together. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. Less people built my house. Fucking hell. Exactly. Right. Have you got a synopsis, or do you want me to read it? I got one. Go on, then. When Butch, Postmaster P, and Stray Bullet... <laughs> Scrabble. All right. That's not loot. their real names. <laughs> loot the local hip hop mogul studio, which in parentheses 
Ice T. Find their demo album. The three <laughs> unwittingly end up with the secret of Mac Daddy's success: a magical flute. Mac Daddy wasn't that crisscrosser make you jump. <laughs> Daddy and Mac make you jump, and all that sort of I, stuff. I, I don't know. Their gigs instantly turn golden, but a bloodthirsty leprechaun and angry Mac Daddy are hot on their trail, leaving a wake of destruction tainted by politically incorrect limericks. This whole movie was politically incorrect. I love like an angry Mac Daddy, like Ice T, ever plays any other character. <laughs> Never plays a lover, does he? Yeah. <laughs> But you gotta admit, in the opening scenes of the movie, Ice T and the fro and those pants, which, by the way, I had a pair when I was a little kid. Exact, <laughs> exact pattern in those shoes. Now that opening bit, because we're back in the, I assume it's the seventies then. Yeah, it has to be. That's my favorite bit of the film. <laughs> it is. It's the best part of the film. Ice T in that huge afro wig, <laughs> and he pulls out a gun from it. And he pulls out a nod. And a baseball bat. And a baseball yeah. <laughs> That's got to be a nod to Pan Greer in, um, is it Coffee or Foxy Brown where she pulls the razor blades out of her afro? I can't remember. One of those films. It's one of the two. I can't remember either. Yeah, that's the best bit. I think it's Coffee. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, had you seen this before? Yes. One time. One time. You're getting into the hip hop vibe of it there, aren't you? Yeah. It didn't get any better. No, this isn't the one you've changed your opinion on. No, no. Uh, no, it is. It is not. No, I did. I. This is only the s- second time I've seen this. Yeah. I, I'm. I'll. I'll, uh, I'll quote you now. I've got nothing. I. There. I. I don't either. This film I, is. I mean. All right. We went to space in number four. Okay? Yes. And it was silly and it was ludicrous. Where do you go after that? You go to the hood, obviously. <laughs> you meet Ice Motherfucking T, who. Is the best thing in this film. Yes. I do like Ice-T. I like his presence in any film that he's in. Absolutely. Yeah. I know what you mean. I don't know. It's just the three main rappers leads in it. I know they're supposed to be bad and then become good, but even when they're supposed to be good, they're still shite. Yes. There's a couple of good bloodshots in this, especially at the end, uh, when Ice-T's sort of getting involved in the action a bit more. But... I don't know, this this feels like a, t- a sketch from a comedy show that they've stretched out to, you know, 90 minutes. I, I don't know what it feels like. I don't know who greenlit this, who who, who thought it, looks this went, this is a good idea. <laughs> How they sold it to Warwick Davis. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's got five writers on it. Five people, five people were paid to come up with this. I don't know. I... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The, I, sign, I, the I, silence I, speaks volumes, doesn't it? I mean, the pitch meeting alone on this, you're like, uh, what? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I know. I mean, obviously, you can't base any of these films in reality whatsoever. Of course, you can't. I'm not suggesting that. But after you've been to space to come back to, I presume it's New York. I can't really remember. You know, at least Leprechaun in Space had a sense of fun about it, and there was always something happening. Yes. And in this, it was just, I don't know, say the intro bit with Ice-T was good fun. And then it sort of hit a brick wall while we're introduced to the new characters. And it just went downhill. It it picked up when Ice-T was on the screen. Well, that's because it's, you know, everybody likes Ice-T. Yeah, it's Ice motherfucking T. But even Warwick Davis being sort of more jovial couldn't save this film. 
you know, and there's jokes about giving the having sharing a spliff with the leprechaun and all that, and you just think it just didn't do anything. Even Warwick Davis with the zombie hose couldn't do anything, or is that the next one? I can't remember. I got, that's about, right, this is Sunday now. I watched both of these, Leprechaun in the Hood and Back to the Hood, on Thursday, three nights ago, and I can't distinguish between them. I watched them yesterday, and I can't remember. <laughs> that is these films. They're just, I mean, I know I, I never make fucking notes anyway, but bloody hell. God almighty. I can't even, usually I get by on just remembering stuff, and if it's not good enough for me to remember, fucking hell. Yeah, I know. I know. But I'd say, for me, iced tea, that first sort of ten minutes, and then there's a couple of good gore shots near the end. That's it. You almost think that this was like Warwick Davis was like Christopher Lee in some of the vamp- bad vampire movies. Oh, come on, Warwick. We got all these people. We need to put them to work. Can you help us out? Okay, all right. You know? Yeah. Just just like Christopher Lee in some of the later Dracula movies. Come on, Chris. We got to put these people to work. I would probably say a better comparison is probably to Doug Bradley with Hellraiser sequels. Oh, dear Lord, yes. Because we know how protective Doug Bradley is over Pinhead, the character. Yes. And I imagine that Warwick Davis is the same. We'll get there when we get to the last one. But, yeah, I think Warwick Davis is probably under the impression it's his character. He's made it, you know. Yes. If it's going to be made, it's going to be him that does it. Yep, yep. That's all I can assume, because he must have felt a right tit doing this one. It, I mean, you ha- they must have done all his shots in like three days and said, okay, Warwick, you're done. We'll flesh it out from here. Is this the one with that bad drag act in it as well? There's that guy think- dressed up as the in all the women's clothes who shags the leprechaun. That is this one, isn't yes. it? Yes, yeah, it is this one. What the yeah. fuck was that all about? I don't know. Out of nowhere, this guy who's obviously a bodybuilder, but he's like a drag queen. Yeah. And he sees the leprechaun, and the next thing you know, the, the leprechaun's shagging him, but he's killing him at the same time. It's what? <laughs> it's. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I gave this one 1.5 stars. <laughs> one star for Warwick Davis, 0.5 for Ice T, and that's it. I, uh, I gave this one and a half baseball bats in the afro out of five, yes. the only only compensation i will give this film is it's not the worst one no it's not the worst one (laughs) okay oh god on that i think we'll move on yeah let's move on let's move on because there's nothing else to say about that film and there may be even less the next one let's be honest we thought that one was bad how do you pitch another leprechaun movie in the hood how who, who even greenlit this one? Well, let's get into it with Leprechaun. Back to the hood. <sighs> Leprechauns, born of earth magic. They were protectors of the king's gold and punish anyone who would steal it. But after the king died, they were all whisked away back into the earth. Except for one. Anyone here? I haven't smoked a good pipe in a long time. I see peril coming. You filthy mortals have tried to steal my riches. Hello, love. Get the leprechaun and he's after us. He wants his gold back. Come on! Damn! Who the fuck just took my shit? You 
believed in what you got the ball. No more running. I like her. You're going back to hell tonight. How tall are you, sweetie? About three foot six. Three foot six? I make up for it in other areas. Oh, this is wonderful working, baby. Ooh, work it! Hello? Neprecorn, Back to the Hood from 2003, directed by, I'm going to murder this name, Stephen A. Romlui. A. Romlui? Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Starring Warwick Davis and, fucking hell, no one else I know. Tanji Miller, Laz Alonso, Paige Kennedy, Sherry Jackson, Sticky Fingers, I've heard of him, uh, Keisha Sharp, and Christopher Murray. Yeah. Right then. Have you got a synopsis? Yeah. Could you go and tell it to the people at the studio? Then they can make a piece (laughs) of film out of it then. When Emily Woodrow and her friends happen on a treasure chest full of gold coins, they fail to heed the warnings of a wise old psychic who has foretold that they would encounter trouble with a very nasty and protective leprechaun. Now, the opening five seconds of this movie with the book and the little fairy tale, that was interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was it. Okay. There, I, I can't find, I've even got less for this movie than I did the previous one. Ah, well, I'm going to slightly disagree with you there. Oh dear lord, how can you? I think this is marginally, and I say marginally, slightly better than the last one. It didn't have iced tea in it, it can't be marginally better. It doesn't have iced motherfucking tea, but I think what gives this one a little bit more of an edge is, Warwick Davis is playing this one strictly for, uh, I won't say laughs, but for, he's very menacing in this one. I think out of all the ones that he's done, he's, this is probably my favourite performance of his. Really? Yes. I like the leprechaun in this one. He's a lot more, he's a bit darker, he's a bit more violent, it's a bit more gruesome in places. I could see that. I just can't get past everything else. No, the story is very basic. It's, you know, the kids in the hood find his gold coins and, you know, distribute them out amongst themselves and he wants his gold coins back. I think this would have benefited a whole lot fucking more from Ice-T or someone equivalent in it. We've got Sticky Fingers, but who the fuck remembers who Sticky Fingers is? I don't even know who Sticky Fingers is. I have heard of Sticky Fingers. I have. Not masturbating Sticky Fingers, just Sticky Fingers. Yeah, I got you. I think he had a few songs out at the arse end of the 90s, early 2000s. I think once it gets going, this film does take a hell of a long time to get going because it's desperately trying to set up your characters. Does it ever get going? And I think it does. I think once once Warwick Davis comes into it properly and I think you start you start with the kills, which are which are more graphic and a bit more violent. I think it's marginally more watchable than the last film. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's great. But I think if I, again, it's, I think if you were to put the two of them in front of me and say, watch one right now, that's, this is the one I'd pick. Is it watch one of them or die? Do we have a third choice? You can watch Leprechaun Origins. I'll take Origins every day of the week and twice on Sunday over those two. Oh, you're dead to me. Just let me make my case. Just go ahead. No, we'll, when we get there, we'll Exp- talk. Explain yourself. <laughs> right, so now I know which one you've changed your opinion on. <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. Right. Yeah, I'm not saying this is a great film. This is two baseball bats in the afro for me. Really? I gave it a one because Warwick Davis. 
I think it's slightly marginally more entertaining than the last one. It's not once it kicks in. Wow. And I think it, it looks quite good. It doesn't look as cheap as the last one. Of course, we are. What are we doing? We're splitting hairs on a yeah. Nat's ass about two yeah. bottom of the basement movies. Like I said, let's not get over this. This is still shit. Yes. It's but... just not. It's like we say about the political parties earlier. They're still shit. It's just it's slightly less shit than the other shit. Yeah, and I'd rather take uh, the iced tea shit than the uh, sticky finger shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I mean... It's... Like I said, we're splitting hairs. You know, I wouldn't ever say to anybody, oh, you're wrong, it's much better film than the other one, blah, 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 blah. For me, I prefer the slightly edgier tone to the violence. Just marginally pushed it ahead for me. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, if you prefer the other <laughs> one, then you prefer the other one. That's entirely up to you. We live in a democracy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. And we're just... Again, we're just splitting hairs on a gnat's ass with crappy movies. Yeah, you know, it's not the difference. We're not saying that, you know, Jason Goes to Hell is better than the final chapter or anything like that. Right, right. I mean, you know, it's just... Nothing ludicrous like that. <laughs> As if. Uh, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I gave it two. What did you give it? One. Yes. Gave it one. Oh, dear. Well, so there's not a lot else to say about this film. It really isn't. So should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. What did you give the previous one? Did you give it one? One and a half. One and a half. Yeah, we're we're close on these. So let's talk Leprechaun's Leprechaun Origin. This isn't a tourist destination. This village is only like 300 years old. Whoa. Now that's creepy. There's a lot of things about our village that people don't know about. A lot of things that, uh, well, we like to keep private. If it's real history you want to see, you need to see the Stones of the Gods. It's a seven-hour hike from here. Well, you can always stay in one of the cabins down the road. Cabin in the woods. Let's not delay. Did you hear that? There's something out there. It's locked. What is going on, guys? What is that thing? What does that mean? Leprechaun. Run. Sorry to give you such a scare. My end. From 2014. Yep. Leprechaun Origins. Yep. Directed by Zach Lipovsky. Yep. Starring Dylan Hornswoggle Possel. Yeah, that's a not his real name. <laughs> uh, Andrew Dunbar, Brendan Fletcher, Melissa Roxburgh, Stephanie Bennett, Gary Chalk, Mary Black, and Bruce Blaine. Right. Synopsis. Yes. Two young couples backpacking through Ireland discover that one of Ireland's most famous legends, legends is a terrifying reality. Ooh, that sounds Ooh. exciting. Right then. So I'm watching this yesterday. Yeah. And if we 
suspend disbelief for a minute. Yeah. If we don't call this a leprechaun movie, mm-hmm. and we have that just be a little monster in Ireland somewhere, yeah, it's not a bad movie. <laughs> it sure as hell is better than the Hood movies by a long shot. Right. It, I, I mean, it's better than some of the other movies by a long shot. If we just don't think of it as a leprechaun movie and just think of it as a plain old monster flick, it's not too bad. The acting's not terrible. It moves along at a decent pace. They probably could have tightened it up with some editing, but it's not bad. If you put it in, you know, as a leprechaun, it's like, oh, forget it. But if you just leave it as a plain old monster movie, to me, it wasn't bad. It was like, okay, this is almost, I kind of started to enjoy it, dare I say. Right. But, you know, it, it just, I just ignored the monster and just substituted a different monster in my brain and it was a lot better. I, I, I don't even know what to. You've just said it right there. You ignored I the monster. I, I so did. did the people who made this film. Yes, they did. Okay. There's no acting in the monster. Okay. It barely has any appearance in the movie and it's absolutely ridiculous as a leprechaun. Just ridiculous. But if you don't consider it a leprechaun, I started to enjoy it. I just stopped thinking of it as a leprechaun movie. Okay. <laughs> but as, as a leprechaun monster, it's I, – I don't know what they were smoking. I don't know how that pitch went. I don't know if the FX guy needed a break. I, I don't know what they were thinking. But it's it, – to me, it's not a leprechaun. I've never heard of a leprechaun eating flesh. Maybe they do. You they know. don't because they're not real. You know, neither are zombies, but they eat flesh and brains. <laughs> right. This was the second second time I've seen this film. You're unimpressed, aren't you? I saw. I'm always unimpressed. I I, know. S- I saw this film first in 2014 when it came out. Me too. And but I was not a fan. I was sent a review disc, and I watched it, and I did a written review for the site I was on at the time. I actually remember that written review. Yeah, and I have it called up in front of me right now. Uh, I watched this film again last night. Same disc, same film. Yep. My opinion on it hasn't changed. Okay. I had high hopes going into this when I first saw it because I was told it's going to be a different take on the leprechaun. It's going to be hard, harsher, edgier, more violent, more graphic. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Warwick Davis wasn't going to be in it. Nothing against Warwick Davis. I think he's fine for what he does. But, you know, they're going with a different tone, so they get a different actor. Okay? I can see what they're doing. I just wish we'd seen it in this film. Where's the fucking leprechaun? You don't see it. There, There isn't one. The, the nearest comparison I could find is he looks like the creature from... One of the creatures from The Descent. Yes, he does. Yeah. But you don't see it. Every time there's an opportunity to see the creature... The camera starts shaking or it goes blurry and out of focus. Yep. You know, and I know there's the old adage, you know, they did with Jaws where, you know, you don't see the monster. But in this case, they're showing you the monster, but they're not showing you the monster. If you know what I mean. They probably would have been better off never showing a leprechaun, period. Yeah. Showing, you know, show us him the effect of him doing stuff like with Jaws, the shark. Let us know that it's there. And then you go in for your big reveal shot near the end. I could have coped with that, but they keep giving us these shots of it but the camera goes blurry and out of focus and shaky and it's just the plot is it's dead simple it's the same you know gorgeous looking teenagers backpacking oh they come across a leprechaun in ireland and the locals know about it 
and they have to sacrifice the kids to the to the leprechaun. A couple of familiar faces in there. Uh, Gary Chalk plays the Irish farmer. Um, well, I say Irish. Sometimes he's Welsh, depending on his accent. <laughs> yeah, even I recognised him. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, I know him as the security guard from uh, Fly Two, but uh, he's in lots of other stuff. There was him, and who was the other guy from Freddy vs. Jason? Brendan Fletcher. Who I recognised him as well. Okay, they were okay. Um, the acting's not bad in it. No, it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. But it just seems to be a film made up of chase scenes. They're running away from the leprechaun. They get to a building. The leprechaun appears. They run out into the forest. The leprechaun appears. They go to another building. The leprechaun appears. And there's just nothing to it. They they could have done with some tightening up a bit, as it were. Yeah, but the script isn't brilliant. You no. know, when they do spit, the line, did he just call me a Nancy boy? That's the line <laughs> I made a note of. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of chuckled at that. Um, have you ever seen the series, the comedy Father Ted? No, no. No, it, it's big thing over here is from Ireland. It's a comedy about Catholic priests living on an Irish island. Um, the the beginning shots of this film are like the opening credits to Father Ted. That is all I thought when the camera's swooping across the forests, and I just thought of the theme tune. <laughs> and if you've never seen it, then that wouldn't mean anything to you. But trust me, it's funny. Yeah, I mean, there's a good scene in here I liked where. They go to whack the leprechaun in, with an axe, but when... Oh, that was good. Yeah, it was it, their friend. It, it yeah. isn't the leprechaun that comes through the hole, it's her friend, and she whacks her friend in the face with an axe. I like that scene, but that's about it. There's a lot of what I call leprechaun vision, you know, like in Predator when you get the body vision. Yes, yes. There's yes. a lot of that, which I think is just compensating for the fact they haven't got a very good leprechaun to look at. I don't know, it's, there's no need for this film. No, 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 there really isn't. In its current form, as it is, it doesn't serve any purpose. If it was a showreel film to say, here's what we could do, give us a big, bigger budget and some and a decent script and we can tweak it and tighten it, make it better, I could understand it. As a finished film, this is bollocks. You know, I know it's a WWE film, you know, they're not known for their quality. I was going to say, you know, I didn't realize it was a WWE film until I put the disc in. And when that wwe splash screen went up <laughs> my expectations went way down yeah i mean i had a little bit of behind the scenes buzz when this came out because uh my boss at work is a former wrestler okay and one of my colleagues as well he's a wrestler he's still a current wrestler now so you get a little bit of sort of behind the scenes stuff about the different wrestlers and things involved yeah so yeah. i knew i found out a little bit about hornswoggle and all that his name what is his name dylan Postle or something his real name yeah, and I know there was a big thing between him and Warwick Davis on Twitter as well, because Warwick Davis was slagging him off for playing the leprechaun and all this sort of stuff. Well, Warwick Davis, you know, he came out on top of that one. Well, he did, but let's be honest, if you said who played the leprechaun in Leprechaun Origins, nobody would know. If you right. said who played the leprechaun in, you know, Back to the Hood or in Space or whatever, oh, it's Warwick Davis. Yeah. You know who it exactly. is. Exactly. You know, I mean, Warwick Davis needn't have bothered having a slag and go at Hornswoggle, because he was barely in this film as it was. I think Really, he was in it for like two minutes at the end. Yeah. It was his longest appearance, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. I like the way the leprechaun itself actually went out. It got decapitated. That was fine. It all looked yep. okay. But Th- thank, thank God it got decapitated. Maybe we'll never get another one. Hopefully. Well, I think judging by the performance on this film, uh, from what I can understand, it didn't do very well anyway. I don't think it did. I don't think it did. But, you know, for me, it really, once I divorced myself of the leprechaun, it was a fun watch for me. I liked it. Uh, it just if you did, if you associate it with the leprechaun 
Legend or the other Leprechaun films, it's complete wank. It really is. Oh, yeah. I think if you disassociate that and just watch it as a horror film, there's just not enough. I, I found it all right. I mean, I, I know what you're saying, and I can't argue with one thing that you're saying. Yes, it was a long, vigorous chase movie. Mm. But, you know, maybe it just struck me the other day. I don't know. Oh, well. So what did you give it score-wise? I didn't get too crazy, but I did give it a three. Fucking hell! Because I liked it. I didn't dislike it, so I couldn't give it a two. I liked it. I had to give it a three. I gave it a one. Wow, a one. I don't like this film. Uh, I've no need to watch this again, ever. And what is the origin? Where is this origin? It's called Leprechaun Origins. I don't know. I I thought it was going to be a loop back in on the first one a little bit, you know, but no, not at all. No. Because the first one starts with the crate getting mailed over. That's right. You know, maybe they'll, you know, build on it a little bit. No, not at all. No. Didn't like this film. Again, I can see why you maybe liked it a little bit more than In the Hood. <laughs> a little bit more. But to me, I, I don't like any of them, to be honest. I think they're all shit. I like the first and the fourth one the best. The one in Vegas I thought was funny. I like that one. Well, why don't we do what we normally do at the end of a franchise and let's uh, label them from best to worst? Let's do that. Okay, what was your favourite? Leprechaun. Oh, on this showing, I'm saying Leprechaun in Space. The hell? That's the one I had the most fun with. Sweet baby Jesus. My second one was uh, Leprechaun 3. Yeah, that's my number two as well. My third one was Origins. <laughs> Mine was the first one, Leprechaun. My fourth one was uh, Leprechaun 2, Bride of Leprechaun. <laughs> I would go with Back to the Hood. Oh, dear Lord. My fifth one was In Space. Okay, mine would be, oh, blimey, In the Hood. Dear Lord. My sixth one was In the Hood. <laughs> mine would be Leprechaun 2. And my seventh one was Back to the Hood, and yours was Origins. That is correct. Wow. Ooh. Now, mind you, we're splitting hairs yeah. on. Like I said, it's not, you know, the difference between Friday the 13th and Jason X, is it? No, no. It's not the difference between Halloween and Resurrection. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. These are likable movies at best that go from likable to just absolute bollocks. Yeah. Uh, and the bits you're going to pick up on, like we've just done, you know, bits that work for me didn't work for you, but you liked other bits that didn't work for me. Exactly. But they're only small, minor things. Yeah. Except for Origins. We're, we're, we're got a big gap on Origins. Yeah. Well, surprisingly, that could be the biggest difference we've had over one of these franchises. I think it is. <laughs> and it was Leprechaun that did it. Oh, dear Lord, help us. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, well, yeah, like I said, I don't particularly like any of these films. Uh, if I had to watch one again right now, it would be Leprechaun in Space, because at least I can fucking laugh at it. I'd watch the first one again. Um, I, Yeah, I don't mind watching the first one if I'm in the mood. But, yeah, it's not a franchise that I regularly return to. Uh, and unless I'm forced to, I probably won't again, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. But I would like to say thanks to Jake for suggesting it to us. Absolutely. You know, even if <laughs> even if I didn't like them, it's all suggestions are welcome. Absolutely. I, I couldn't have said it any better myself. Yeah, we'll say we were going to do it eventually anyway, but the fact somebody suggested it means we moved it further up the list and got it out exactly. of the way. Exactly. <laughs> I got it done before we get to the decent ones. Yeah, just wait till we get to the Paranormal Activity series. Fuck off. I'm I'm sure we'll be uh, far apart on those bad boys. Well, I could I could review them all now for you, and I've only seen one of them. 
You've only seen one? Yeah. I've only seen the first really? one. Really? I've only seen the first one. I've no need to watch any others. That was shit. Why would I want to watch another five films of the same old crap? You know what? You should try says Marked he, Ones. Says he who's just been defending the Saw films on Twitter. <laughs> you, you should try Marked Ones and see if you like Marked Ones. Should I? Some yeah, of them are on Netflix over here, actually. I don't know which one. Some of them are. I should have a look. I think you might like Marked Ones the best out of the... Yeah. Does every, everybody die a horrible, violent death in it? No. No. Oh. Not at all. No. no. Oh. All right. Right, then. That's Leprechaun done dusted. Uh, we've got no feedback because everyone hates us. So, should we move on to some good, some bad, and some ugly? Yes, let's do that. Right then, good, bad, and ugly. We will name one film we think is good, one film we think is bad, and one for whatever reason we think is fucking ugly. But we're doing a special (laughs) extended one this time because it's been a while since we recorded before. Exactly. So, have you made a list? I have. Oh, fuck me, I haven't. (laughs) I'm just going to go through Letterboxd and see what I've watched. Well, you know what? I'm going to start. Go on, then. You start. You know, this one, it kind of caught a lot of slack when it came out and still catching some slack. But I kind of liked it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's uh, the new horror anthology, Holidays. Okay. Watched it on VOD. And, yeah, when I get, you know, when I get around to it, I'm going to order the Blu-ray. It's uh, I really enjoyed it. They're not all great. None of them are in any anthology, though, are they? Exactly. But overall, I really was left with really uh, a positive one of this one. I really enjoyed it. Uh, who's in it? Anyone we know? Oh, God, now i got to go look. Oh, hang on. Seth Green is in it. Yeah. Uh, it's released over here on the 10th of October this year. I'm just looking at it now. I've just called it up. Oh, I've just seen who it's coming to. Oh, that might come my way then. Okay. I'll keep an eye out for that one. Yeah, there's lots of people in here I would recognize, but I don't know how many you would. From the directors of Tusk, Dracula Untold, Dark Skies, and The Pact, it says on the cover. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, that's being released over here through Kaleidoscope Home Entertainment in October. So that may very well may fall my way. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I, you know, I really enjoyed it. It, uh, it was just good. It was just good. Oh, speaking of which, something else has just popped up on my radar then, on the same page. Didn't you say about a film called Southbound? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's coming out next month. That's a good one. It's much better than Holidays. So far out of this year, it's, uh, it's in my top, my top ones for the year. It's got a, it's got a good wraparound, great, yeah, yeah, no, you'll like it. I've just added it to my list. I shall add Holidays as well. There you go. So I can keep an eye on those. Okay. So holidays, then, yeah, I'll keep an eye out for that. Okay, shall I do a good one? Yeah. Uh, I watched a film called Chocolate Strawberry Vanilla. Yes, you did. I did. It's an Australian film, uh, and it's about uh, an ice cream man called Warren, um, who's, uh, what's the politically correct way to say this? <laughs> he has a few um, difficulties, shall we say, in, in um, socialising or something. But, um, yeah, he sort of falls in love with uh, a soap star on his local TV station and he sort of starts fantasising that they're going to have a relationship. But all the time he's being bullied by the local drug dealer and things like that and uh, he eventually sort of snaps. Um, It's a bit Taxi Driver-esque, but what a fantastic performance. The main actor is a guy called Glenn Maynard. He plays Warren and it's absolutely fantastic. I just recommend everybody watch it because it it, is a brilliant build-up and it just goes batshit at the end. Love it. Yeah, have you seen it? No, I've not. I've not been able to track it down yet. Although it does, it does kind of sound like the next film I'm going to bring up. Okay, I'll just say chocolate strawberry vanilla. Um, 
It is available on DVD in the UK. I picked it up from Amazon for two ninety nine, brand new. Oh, it is very Can't cheap. Go wrong there. Yeah. So yeah, I do recommend it. Um, it could have. Yeah, I've put in my review here. It's not a grindhouse splatter fest when it so easily could have been, but it is still very shocking. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Go on then. What's your uh, one then? I'm just looking to see if I can get chocolate vanilla strawberry. Oh, I think I I think it's available for free over here on Amazon Prime. Oh well, there you go then. So I paid two ninety nine for it, and I don't regret that at all. It was fantastic. Perfect. Great. And uh, Glenn Maynard is on Twitter as well. So yeah, watch it and send him a tweet. Tell him how much you like the film. <laughs> My second film is actually a good film, but it really reminds me of the plot synopsis for Chocolate Vanilla Strawberry. Chocolate Strawberry Vanilla. Get it right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's a uh, Asian horror called Cold Fish. Have you ever seen it? Uh, I have it, but I have never watched it. I do have the disc here somewhere. It, it's about some little mousy Japanese man. Yes. Gets involved with a serial killer somehow. And at the end, he just goes batshit crazy. Ah. Sticks up for himself and kills everybody. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those films I heard about this from... Um... Oh, I think Mondo Movie reviewed it years ago. Yeah. I went and got it, and it's just sat on my shelf, and I haven't watched it yet. So. Yeah, it popped up on Shudder, and that's the you know the extra horror service I pay for. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it was really good. Okay. He stumbles into the serial killer because he thinks he's a businessman. They both own fish stores, you know, that sell aquariums and stuff. Yeah. And he doesn't realize the guy's a serial killer until it's too late, and... Something in him just snaps. I don't know. He just and he just goes batshit crazy. Ah. Oh well, I shall uh, move that to the top of my pile then. Yeah, it's uh, it, you know, it's J horror, so it's like two and a half hours long or two hours long. Yeah, it's longer than it needs to be, probably. Yeah, no doubt. But it was really good. Really enjoyed that one. Okay. Cold fish, two words. Yeah. Okay. We're talking of horror from Asia. My other good one that I saw is one I know you've seen it. It's I Saw the Devil. Ah, yes. Yeah, I finally got round to it. I found it. I knew I had it somewhere. Yeah, I dug my DVD out. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, it's, um, like you say, it's a little bit long for what it needs to be. But, um, yeah, I think the only sort of, the nearest comparison I could find was something like Seven. Yes, I can see that. A sort of study of a serial killer. Yep, type thing. Yep. With those wild, with that wild ending, you know. Yeah. But I mean, the, the violence in it is just, it's so well done. Off the charts. Yeah, there's nothing else to see. If you like violent serial killer films, it's, uh, it's one of the best ones I've seen, I think. It's, yeah, it's, it's it, a little bit long, but, you know, it's never boring. No, no. But yeah, it's, there's a lot of the, the tension and the pacing and the main character is just, oh, yeah. They're really good. Yeah. Highly recommend that one. Yeah, that was good. I got to go watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Because I've only seen it once. So, I mean, I can remember it, but, you know. Okay. For me to really talk about movies, I have to see them like three or four times. Okay. Well, then, you got any more goods? I do. I got a couple more. Yeah, go on then. Yeah. Guess what they are? Found footage. Yes. Oh, for fuck's sake. First one, 2012 movie called The Conspiracy. Have you ever seen this one? The Conspiracy. The title does ring a bell, but I don't know. Two documentary filmmakers stumble onto a worldwide conspiracy of who controls the power of the world, basically. Of course they do. Um, you know, and it's got a, it's got a nice, it's got a great ending. Well done. Not a whole lot of shaky cam stuff. You get a little bit at the end when they switch to the, uh, 
tie clip cameras, which is always a bad idea, but it works well in this movie. It's a really enjoyable movie. Reminded me of a little low budget movie uh, called Lunopolis. Have you ever seen that? No. Does it ring a bell? No. Where aliens are controlling the world and they live on the moon. And two filmmakers uncover it. <laughs> it's as goofy as it sounds, but it actually works really well. Considering what's happening in this country at the moment, nothing would surprise me. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I, I really enjoy the conspiracy. Um, no, I haven't seen it. No, I've just pulled up the cover. No, doesn't ring a bell. And there's a reason why he has a bull mask on, too. That That's a little twist at the end if you've seen it. Okay. But uh, one of the podcasts I listen to called Exploding Heads, um, Dave Z and company hosts that one. He put out in a Facebook group a list of found footage movies. And so I'd seen about 80 per 80% of them. And being a found footage fan, I have made it my mission of late to track down the remaining few. This was one of them. Right. Okay. Yeah. Not one I've seen. Yep. Well, conspiracy film sort of uh, intrigued me. So yeah, I may seek it out. I mean, listen, don't expect, you know, on the waterfront kind of acting or anything like that. But it, to me, no. it was really, it was an enjoyable found footage movie. I think that's one of those, if it pops up on uh, Netflix or something like that, I'll give it a watch. Yeah, yeah, I found it on one of my, you know, free movie channel things. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But uh, yeah, it's, fa- it's fairly cheap over here on DVD, but yeah. Okay, right then, my good. Let's go. Oh, yeah, I'll um, talk about this one. I've mentioned this before in A Good, Bad and Ugly, but I watched it again the other day because it got a Blu-ray release. Bone Tomahawk. Oh, good movie. I fucking love this film. Good movie. This is right up there in my favourites of the year. Yeah, in fact, it's probably sitting around at the number two mark at the moment. Kurt Russell is brilliant in this, uh, as is Patrick Wilson and Richard Jenkins. Yeah, it's a Western. It's got a nice sort of Hills Have Eyes edge to it. It's a slow burner. It's over two hours long. Nothing really happens until about an hour and a half in. Uh, and when it does, it fucking goes off the chart. Brilliant film, brilliant acting, proper horror film. Yes. Even though it may not look like one. It's structured like one. It's very... I think the Hills Have Eyes analogy is a good one away from the subject matter, even though the pacing and the tone and the look of it, it all blends into that 70s feel. You know, fantastic film. Yeah, I'll probably watch it again this week as well. And you know what? Even though it's a real slow burn, you're not bored. Nope, it's never boring. And Kurt Russell is just... He's magnetic to watch. You just... You can't take your eyes off him. It's really, really good. He did a... a Top flight acting all around Kurt Russell, absolutely perfect. It's a better film than The Hateful Eight. I haven't seen that one yet. Well, we'll get to that in the next section. <laughs> oh, God, help us. Okay. <laughs> uh, have you got any more goods? I do. Go on, then. Four. My next good is called Exists. It is a, what kind of film, Chris? A shit one. Found footage. That's what I said. Starring which monster, Chris? A ghost. That would be Bigfoot. Oh, oh, I've got this film. I think I'd. Yeah, I put this on for about two minutes and turned it off. <laughs> oh, Chris. <laughs> oh. I've got a pile of discs here, and it, it was in, in amongst them, and I said, oh, I'll sit down and watch that. And uh, I put it on and just went, oh, I'm really not in the mood for this, and turned it off. <laughs> it's 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 not really that bad. It's actually, I found it really good. Okay. You know, in retrospect, the plot's a little flimsy, but... Hey, whatever. Spoiler alert. They kill a baby Bigfoot. These no. teenagers. Yes, they the did. On, on accident. Uh. And then Mama Bigfoot goes crazy. And Mama Bigfoot. Yes. Mama That's Bigfoot. soul singer from the 70s. <laughs> Mama Bigfoot and the Pips. Yeah. She supported uh, Aretha Franklin from the tour. 
the ending's a little ropey in that, you know, the final girl kind of talks to Mama Bigfoot and she doesn't get killed. But, you know, what the hell? It's <laughs> She talks her down. <laughs> yeah. But, but she does. But, you know, some of the Bigfoot chase scenes where the Bigfoot runs really fast, interesting and intriguing. It, it, I found it to be a good movie. I would not I recommend say, This is the good it. section. You do realize yes, that, don't you? Yes. Okay. And I would recommend you do not watch it because it will end up on your bad list. Trust me. Will I just flip out? Yes, you will. <laughs> yes, okay. you will. You will You will just take my name in vain and scream utter shit. And so just don't watch it. Save yourself the heartache. Okay. <laughs> but, you know. I know. You know, the moral of the story, don't mess with Mama Big. Okay, well, I could have told you that from Harry and the Hendersons, well, uh, which is probably a better film. Uh, right, let's go through. I know I had another one I wanted to mention. You know, there are a lot of Bigfoot found footage movies. I've just been looking down the list, actually, on Amazon. There's quite a few in there. I, do yes. have a, I know I have a, a couple here that I haven't watched. I've got most of them. People you know, say what? Bigfoot films. I go, oh, okay. Oh, it's found footage. Oh, I'll stick that to the bottom of the pile. Yeah, Willow Creek, The Legend of Boggy Creek. Yeah. The Lost Tapes. Lost, Lost Coast right. Tapes, Throwbacks, yes. Abominable. Yeah. yeah. I do have a couple of them. I think I got sent them for review and I just never got around to doing it. Because <laughs> that's how professional I am. Right. Another good film. I watched a film called Revenge. Revenge. It's from 1971. Okay. It's a British film. It's just got a Blu-ray release over here. Uh, it's got Joan Collins in it and uh, James Booth, who we know from Pray for Death. The Shokosugi film. Yeah, it's basically um, James Booth and Joan Collins are a landlord and landlady of a pub. They're avenging the uh, murder of their daughter. Oh. You could say there are ties to Last House on the left with the plot. You know, their daughter's been murdered and they get an opportunity for revenge for the person who they think did it. And I emphasise who they think did it, um, which leads to all sorts of problems as you get into the film. It's not graphic. It's not like Last House on the Left graphic. It's just entertaining. It's one of those typical early 70s British thrillers. You know, you've seen things like um, uh, Get Carter or um, what's the other one? Bob Hoskins in Long Good Friday and all that sort of stuff. OK, OK. It's got that vibe to it. Joan Collins. So you like about Joan Collins nowadays. I know her eyes are too far apart now, but fucking hell. But back then she was pretty damn hot. She really was. She does get down to her underwear in it. BPS? You what? BPS, before plastic surgery. Yeah, before all that. Yeah, it's just a solid British thriller. I highly recommend watching it. It's not amazing, but yeah, I really enjoyed watching it. It sounds like a movie I saw uh, that was released in 2010 called The Tortured. Okay, could be. There could be a remake. I don't know. It's got Chopped Up in it. Oh, Bill Mosley. Yeah. It caught my eye just because it was getting a Blu-ray release over here. And I I like revenge thrillers anyway. And... um, I thought that looks interesting, so I bought it, and uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. You know what? You may, if this pops up on Netflix, it's on Netflix over here called The Tortured. Tortured. Yeah, it rings a bell. It rings a bell. G- give it a go. Well, if it's got Bill Mosley in it, I'll watch it anyway. So it does. It does have Bill Mosley in it. Yeah, well, so that will go on my list then. Okay, right. Do you have any more goods? No, I'm used up. You're used up. I think I'm done on the goods. Let's go to the bad. Let's go to the bads. Oh, go on then. Hit me with something bad. All right, this is, yes, it's a bad found footage movie. Aren't they all? 
and I may be the only one in this camp that thinks it's bad, but it's called Megan is Missing. Have you ever seen it? Nope. Doesn't ring about. It is a movie built with every cliche about internet predators. Okay. Known to man crammed into a two-hour movie. Every known cliche, they've composited it into one movie. Okay, I've just called it up on Amazon. Yeah, there's no British release by the looks of it. You can get an American DVD. Fairly cheap, actually. Don't bother. No? Well, I wouldn't anyway, but yeah. It, it, you know, and because of all those cliches, it really detracts from the movie. Had they not cliche-laden that thing like they did and just beat you over the head with it to... You know, because it's one of those, you know, you like to give your audience something to think about, right? Yeah. It, it's when you start beating them over the head with everything where you're just like, I'm not in kindergarten. I know what you're doing, <laughs> you, know, you know, but they just it just kept on and on and on through the whole movie. Oh, I mean, even through the end of the movie, it, it just kept on and on and on. Comes across like a public service announcement. Oh, dear Lord, is it? Yeah, it exactly what it is, a two hour public service announcement. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, yeah. You know, and for that reason, it's like, don't insult me. I, I know what I'm watching. Is it particularly graphic, or is it everything just sort of said and implied? At the end, it's graphic. It gets a little more gratuitous than it should. All right. You know, on top of everything else, it gets really gratuitous. Yeah. So, yeah, it just, it's, you know, take a, yeah, don't even bother. I've just been looking at some reviews. Oh, some people give it good reviews. I, a lot of people really like it. I just, nope. Oh, there you go. Okay. Right, bad. Let's have a scroll through. Well, I'm going to mention two here because they're in the same series, and I've been it's a series I've been working my way through for a while. Puppet Master: The Legacy. Oh, Jim. Puppet Master: Axis of Evil. Are those Charles Band movies? Yes. Now, I've got a lot of love for for Full Moon <laughs> Pictures and Charles Band. Okay. okay. I do like some of them. I have a okay. lot of fun. I do remember them from the VHS days, and they're good fun. And I've been working my way through the Puppet Master films. I bought a region one dvd that has got all of them on for about three pounds <laughs> up until axis of evil anyway which i think is the, like the ninth film or something oh god you know i remember puppet master from the vhs days i saw it back then and i actually reviewed one two and three a while ago because they got a blu-ray release by 88 films okay and i like those first three um not so keen on the second one i'll be honest but you know that the first one's fun and i really like puppet master three that's got richard lynch in it how does that compare to the leprechaun series uh, I prefer Puppet Master. Oh wow, really? Yeah. Okay. But after Puppet Master three, you get the you start getting the really shit ones. Yep. I think four and five were directed by is it four and five or five and six were directed by Jeff Burr who did Texas Chainsaw three. You know, so they got some names attached here and there. Yeah, yeah. But Puppet Master: The Legacy is a film that's made up of flashback scenes from all the other films. Really? Yeah. So, so a guy at a computer made it? It's basically, the plot is there's a guy who's being held up by this woman who wants the, you know, the secret to make the puppets come alive. Oh, and so they start telling each other stories about the puppets. Oh, dear Lord. They show bits of the other films. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Waste of a film. The best bits are the bits from Puppet Master 3 that they show, which have got Richard Lynch in them. You may as well just go and watch Puppet Master 3. Gotcha. And then I followed that up with Axis of Evil, which is from 2010. And that's when they sort of started to try and make another storyline, connecting it back to the Nazis and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, it was painfully bad. All credit to them for trying to make another plot thread out of it, but it was just bad. I do have the next one in line, which is called Axis Rising or something like that. I've got that sat in my drawer to watch, and I will watch it just to say I've seen them all. But 
painfully bad. I think Charles Band sort of lost the original essence of what that original film was. It just feels stretched out and cheap and nasty and not very entertaining now. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Kind of like uh, uh, Back to the Hood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ice-T could improve things in Puppet Master, though. <laughs> I don't think he's got to pay the light bill that bad. No, no, that's true. <laughs> oh, God help us all. So my next bad one mm-hmm. is a really horrible movie called Back from Hell. Back from Hell. Okay. Yeah. I mean, four or five kids go to a almost like a monastery thing to rent it for the summer. There's some priest who lives next door. They think one of the kids gets possessed, and it just is it's just terrible. The plot's terrible, the acting's terrible, the writing's terrible, the pacing is terrible. I it just is it yeah, it's just it's a mess. I mean, it is absolutely a mess. Back from hell, the final exorcism. It's available for a penny from Amazon. Plus postage. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know what? I don't wouldn't even don't even pay a penny. It's just you know, you it's one of those movies where you look at the box cover and you're like, listen to me, box cover. They don't make boxes anymore. I looked at the the art and I went, Eh, that doesn't sound too bad. It's not art anymore, is it? Yeah, they've just done a take on the cabin in the woods cover there, haven't they? And then uh, you know you're like, oh god, what did I do? But it was just, it was just bad. You would have given it a half star, would I? As much as that? Yes. Okay. Is that it? That's it for me. Okay, I'm just trying to think of one. I haven't watched a great deal, if I'm honest. Okay, I watched from 1993, Body of Evidence. Body of Evidence. Madonna, Willem Dafoe. Oh, dear God. <laughs> now, this is a bad film. Oh, God, it's horrible. But in its defense, I have a little bit of a thing for erotic films from the early 90s. It was my formative years. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. Do we, do we see Willem Dafoe's Willie in this one again? Uh, do you see? I think there's a brief flash. Okay. That's what I thought. Uh, we see Madonna's as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you nearly do. Oh, God. Yeah. I've seen this once. Oh, and I fell asleep. She's, I, she is terrible. Why does she, I think, know. why does she appear in these films? She's crap. I don't know. She can't act. She can't deliver a line. And let's be honest, it's not sexist to say it. She is just a pair of tits in this film. Yes. Take them tits away. She hasn't even, she's got, she's got oh, muscular shoulders. Oh, turns me Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. I do. Yeah. I saw a brilliant comment that someone put online about it, and they said that Madonna's body is exactly the same as Willem Dafoe's, just with a pair of tits on it. And that's probably about right. Why? Oh, I don't even know why you would watch it. Again, it's nostalgia. I was a teenager, you know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. It cropped up in a second-hand shop for 99p, and I went, go on in. Fair enough. But yeah, it's a bad film. It really is. The script is so convoluted and the lines are just, nobody talks like that. And she's just <laughs> awful. And, you know, but you do get to see her tits. But yeah, it's a bad film. It's a bad film. Watch Body, uh, not Body of Evidence. Watch, um, Basic Instinct instead. Much better. Anything. Well, there's a lot better than, than that one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Have you got any more bads? No, I'm good. Yeah, I haven't really. Um, no, I think we can move on to some uglies. Yeah, let's move on to uglies. Go on then, hit us with... First one is, yes, a found footage movie. Hey! It's called Alien Abduction. 
Well, I wonder what that's about. I don't even. You know, and I always kind of classify an ugly movie as something that could have been really good, but just misses the mark. Okay. And Alien Abduction, you know, it's got great moments, but it just, it just, it doesn't get there. It just plain doesn't get there. And it's, I can't really explain why it doesn't get there, but it just doesn't make it. Are there aliens? Yes, there are aliens. They do kidnap people, and, you know, the way in which they kidnap people is totally off-the-wall, crazy, stupid, and it just, you know. Yeah. The ending is nutty, and you're like, really? That's how they ended it? They phoned that in? You know, it just... Not worth the time, unfortunately, but it could have been really good. Had some real high points, had some real possibility, and then you're like, okay, all right. They did that. Okay. You know, just, you know. Okay. There you go. Oh, yeah. Ugly. I watched a documentary on Netflix called Welcome to Leith. Have you seen this? Welcome to... No. Leith. L-I-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-
it's kind of a not necessarily a brand over here, but it, yeah, okay, never mind. No, I don't know that. That's not a thing over here. Yeah, yeah, I think I have that one. I've got to watch it. Then. Offspring. It's um, it's the prequel. I'll say it's a prequel. It was made first. It was the prequel to The Woman. Ah, oh, right. It's not directed by uh, Lucky McGee though. I can't remember who directed this one. Oh, Andrew Van Den Houten directed this one. Okay. I enjoyed it. It's a good film. Um, if you like The Woman, then you'll like this. Why is it ugly? It's ugly because it looks a hell of a lot cheaper. The blood effects aren't brilliant. Okay. But I think the film is good enough to transcend that, I think. Huh. You know, you're not doing well for your case for making it ugly. I'm saying it's ugly because visually it's quite an ugly film. It's not. A, okay. It's not. Okay. A, I think they made this film. It's a good end film. It's entertaining, but it does look cheap. And I think when you put it up next to The Woman, which is a lot more of an expensive looking film. Yes. There's an ob- the difference is very obvious. But that said, this is more straightforward than The Woman. I think The Woman's got an air of sort of, it's got a slightly off kilter edge to it. If you know what I mean? It feels a bit slightly weird in the atmosphere. Yes. Yeah, it does. Offspring's a bit more straightforward. It's a bit more hills have eyes type thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's quite bloody. It's quite gruesome. Pollyanna McIntosh is great in it, as she always is. Oh, God. Yeah. Pollyanna McIntosh. Yes. Oh, yes. But, uh, yeah. Ooh, is it hot in here? Is it just me? No, it's very hot all round. It's fantastic. <laughs> I think you'll like it. Okay. But it is, say, once you've seen the woman, there is a noticeable difference in the quality. Okay. Visually. Okay. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the woman. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. So I didn't even know it had a first film, to be honest. Me neither. Oh, I didn't know the woman was a sequel. So, But there you go. I got one more ugly. Go on, then. It's a movie called Applesauce. And right. You know, it. I guess we could classify it as horror, but it's more thriller, I guess. Okay. We can do that. We're not exclusively horror. We can do anything. It's all right up until the end. Some guy makes a weird confession at dinner of doing something with his mate's wife. Right. And then he starts getting body parts mailed to him. And, you know, and so you get a little tension, you get a little thrill. You know, he gets, you know, penis mailed to him and his Chinese food. And oh, of course. And then it just and then it just kind of ends. And it ends in a way that you're like, really? You did that? You gave us all this that wasn't bad? And I mean, I was digging it at first. Yeah. Then you get to the ending and you're like, oh, what? And, you know, it was just, it was an ugly ending and it made it an ugly film. And you can't say it's a bad film, mm. but it, I gave it one star because the ending was just, you know, just didn't, didn't do it for me at all. I've never heard of it, to be honest. It was supposed to be some big reveal or big, some big character thing. Yeah, no, it didn't, didn't do it for me at all. Okay. Well, I got one more. All right. Hit me with it. I spit on your grave too. I saw you watch that. Yeah. And my first thought is, what the hell are you doing, Chris? I'm a sucker for these films. I really am. I actually bought the Blu-ray set this week on Amazon. It's a Dutch import, and it's got the the remake, the two sequels, (laughs) and the original, all on Blu-ray for £11. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. And I love the remake. I'm a big fan of the I Spit on Your Grave remake. This sequel, I've seen it before. It's just, I mean, yeah. I gave it two and a half on Letterboxd, because I think... You know my love for torture films, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The lead girl in this is quite bad. She obviously went through a bit of a rigmarole with what they did to her, but uh, even still, she can't deliver a line. It's an ugly film, basically because 
the last punishment she dishes out to the one of the rapists is she crushes his nuts in like a vice thing. Ooh. And you get full on close up of the whole thing. Um the guy who plays the rapist is a guy called Joe Absalom, who was a soaps soap actor over here in the late nineties. This is what it's come to, really. <laughs> yeah, I love the remake. I'm not so hot on this sequel. It's not a nice film to look at. It's fairly well made, I suppose. But yeah, they really go for the discomfort on this one on yeah on both ends of the spectrum, whether you're male or female. You know, everybody gets it in this one. Yeah, I thought I'd throw it in as an ugly because it's basically the subject matter and everything. I don't know. The best genital mutilation I think still has to go. Is it Hostel Two or Hostel Three? Hostel Two, where she snips it off at the end. That yeah. was that was. <laughs> I like the way you say best genital mutilation. Like there's an award for it. Well, and the winner for the best genital mutilation. That, there's there's, a, there's one on the Oscars I'd like to see. I mean, but, you know, we got some runner-ups, though. We got Cannibal Holocaust. We got Antichrist. Yeah, know, and this one's on your grave, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'll spit on the grave the remake as well when she cuts it off and stuffs it in his mouth. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Right, I'm adding these to the list then. <laughs> you will watch these. Right after we do Paranormal. If you're making me do Paranormal Activity, I'm making you do I Spit on Your Grave. Oh, God, help. <laughs> All right. Especially as they are planning to do a sequel to the original film. Another one? Yes. Miyazaki Oof. has come out and said he's making a sequel to the original 78 film, and it's going to have, uh oh, what's her name? Camille Keaton in it, the original actress. Okay. Whether she's going to be put through the ringer again, I don't know. But through the ringer, so to speak. God almighty. Okay. But, all right. Yeah, I'm a sucker for these, you know. It's the video nasty era. I love all that stuff. Okay, fair enough. To be honest, I Spit on Your Grave is one of the better video nasties. <laughs> Considering the other... I mean, you, you've been listening to the other podcasts that have been covering them, you know. Most yeah. Of them, most of them oh, shit. God. I know. It is one of the better ones. So Poor, uh, Chris, and, poor Chris and poor Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, they've really got the dregs on there, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Those poor guys having to watch that stuff. I know, yeah. <laughs> it's just... Having to watch it and then try and fill up a show talking about it. Oh, God. We couldn't even do it on Leprechaun movies. No. I think the last show we did was one of the quickest ones we did. Yeah. We're really trying to milk this bad boy out of just a wee bit. <laughs> it's going to be even shorter, though. It could be by the time I've finished editing it. Or what are we doing next time, Chris? Well, next time, we you've probably forgotten. I mentioned this to you ages ago. Yeah, I have. Well, the next time we are going to do a, we're going to frame it as an original versus remake, but I think there'll be some broader stuff to talk about within that. Okay. We're going to go to Long Island, New York. Ah, we're going to do Amityville. We're going to do the Amityville Horror, the original 79 film and the 2005 remake. I'm sure we'll throw some sequel talk in there somewhere and probably talk a little bit about the real life case. Why not? Yeah, why not? I've got us uh, some info on that. So that's what we're going to do next time. Because I really don't want to do the whole Amityville series. Because have you ever seen them? <sighs> Some. Yeah, I did once for in a previous life. For I had to uh, watch and review the whole series. You know how much I love found footage movies, right? Yeah. I turned that one off. Yeah, that one is bad. That one is bad. Um, but even the non-found footage ones, after part three, fucking hell. Although part four, the fourth one, is worth watching because that really is so bad it's good. Okay. That's. I think it was a TV movie. It's called The Evil Escapes, I think. Maybe our friends over at Made for TV Mayhem may have seen it. 
Sweet baby Jesus. But uh, we'll get there next time. We'll give that a big discussion. So, yeah, we will do Amityville Horror next time. Cheers. Yeah. Some other bits and bobs on No Doubt pop up in between. Yeah. Excellent. It'll be interesting to hear your take on the original versus remake. Yes, I may surprise you. You may. You may. (laughs) You may. I may surprise you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Righty-ho, let's wrap this bad boy up then. Let's do it. Okay, so if you want to get in contact with us, you can drop us an email at ancientslumberpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can get and you can follow Myron and myself individually on Letterboxd. Anything else? Nothing else. Nothing else. That's it. Pimped, reviewed, done. See you next time. Yep. See you next time. Bye. Bye. What the fuck are you? A little early for Halloween, ain't we? They have me gold. Oh, it's your gold. Of course, you're a leprechaun. So we'll just hand it over to you. I'd appreciate it. Why don't you go home to your mama? What do you say about me, mother? You want some more?